merit, talent, intelligence, hard work, or investment strategies. It has to do with the fact that some folks had a head start, and that head start doesn't go away just because you pass the Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, Fair Housing Act. In fact, let's understand the real basis of that head start, because this is clearly something some people are confused about right now particularly these folks who keep yelling and screaming about how they don't want the government intervening in the economy. And they don't want the government intervening in health care. And they don't want the government managing. They just want the market to control everything. They just want small government. See, that's, that's precious to me. <laughs> Coming from people who never objected to big government when it was creating white wealth, when it was creating the white middle class, make no mistake, that is what did it. Wasn't hard work and initiative in some vacuum, because most people in a competitive society have to work hard or they sink. So that sort of goes without saying. White, black, brown, doesn't matter. People tend to work hard and do so in relatively similar numbers. But what did matter is that the government of the United States stepped in and created wealth for white folks. Big government did that. We need to understand that's where the head start comes from. And this thing goes back an awful long ways. It actually goes back to the colonies in the 1630s and 1640s. There was a program in place. My family actually took advantage of it when one of the branches came during that period. You may or may not have heard about it. Odds are not because we don't talk about it in school. But it was this thing called the Head Right Program. The Headright Program was a program that allowed male heads of household from England who came to the United States to claim 50 acres of land and the tools with which to work it for nothing just for making the trip. Now you see, you give out 50 acres of land and some tools to black people, and we call that a handout. We call that welfare. We might even call that reparations. You give out 50 acres of land and some tools to white folks, we call it nation building. See how that works? It's fascinating, the different kind of rhetoric that we use. Millions of acres of land were given out that way over a period of a very short period of time. Fast forward to the 1860s. Homestead Act of 1862 gets passed. What does it do? It gives out 240 million or more acres of land for virtually nothing to white families. People of color almost completely barred from being able to take advantage of it. 240 million acres of virtually free land. That, the free market can't do that. Let's just at least agree on that. The, the small government can't do that. The market cannot take other people's land and give it to you. Right? Only a very large government with guns is capable of doing that. And that's what happened, of course, because this had been somebody else's land before, and then it got taken and redistributed. And yet what's interesting is I haven't seen a single one of the families, because there are 20 million white folks in this country today, some estimate as many as 50 million, but at least 20 million, who are living, who are the direct descendants of those people who got Homestead Act benefits, many millions of them, living on that land, living on those ranches, living on those farms, living in those houses. Not one of them has showed up in Washington, D.C. and said, you know what, I've got to give this back, because... Uh, seems to me that if I keep this this property that the government made possible, that'd be like um, what would that be like? What's the word? That'd be like socialism. <laughs> so here, y'all can take this back because I didn't get it fair and square you see, but no one does that. Fast forward to the 20th century, not even the early 20th the middle. So we're talking about the lifetimes of people in this room and for others of you, certainly the lifetimes of your parents and grandparents. Right? From the 1930s until the 1960s, the first 30 years of the Federal Housing Administration Home Loan Program, add to that the VA Home Loan Program, added to that in the 1940s. What were these? These were government-created programs to subsidize indirectly by way of guaranteeing with taxpayer dollars private loans from banks. Prior to the creation of the FHA, banks would not lend money to working-class people. didn't matter what color you were. They just didn't want to do it because the risk was too great. So even if you were white, it didn't matter. If you didn't have enough to pay like half the down payment up front and you could pay it off in 10 years, you weren't getting a mortgage. That was the way it was. The government, so there was no middle class. I mean, there just wasn't any. 
The government steps in, creates the FHA program, later the VA program. What do these do? They basically say, don't worry, if the borrowers default, right, it'll be backed up by the full faith and credit of the United States Treasury, which is to say the taxpayers of the United States. So you'll get your money back, or at least some portion of it. And that made the banks willing to lend to lower income and working class white families who previously would have had to rent just like black and brown families. They wouldn't have been able to buy. But the problem was the FHA, which now is like a universal, a lot of you when you get your first home will probably get an FHA loan. That's what you do. It's low interest. The terms are good. You know, you don't have to have a lot down, that kind of thing. But in the first 30 years of that program, it was almost exclusively for whites. institution, right, known as the Home Ownership Lending Corporation, which was created during this period. The underwriting criteria that they used basically made it impossible for people of color to get these loans, even though they were guaranteed with taxpayer money, including the money of black and brown taxpayers. But the way the criteria was written, 98% of all the loans went to white families. By 1960, 40% of all white family mortgages were being written under this one preferential policy. Government policy, $120 billion worth of housing equity loaned from the early 1940s, late 30s until the early 1960s at a time when people of color couldn't get in on that. $120 billion head start. And again, if you do that for people of color, that's affirmative action, that's racial preference, that's welfare, that's a handout. You do it for white folks, it's good macroeconomic policy. And of course, it was good macroeconomic policy. It would have been even better had it been extended to people of color because you'd have had an even bigger economic stimulus, but they weren't thinking in those terms. So you have the FHA, the VA program, even black and brown veterans excluded from the loans that were available under the VA program. You have the GI Bill, which in theory was available to all returning veterans after World War II in Korea, but in practice, the disproportionate benefits went to white veterans because if you were a veteran of color, the employers, because you know, theoretically what the GI Bill did, said it said you could get training, uh, you know, to have a job, you could go to college, you know, you get these opportunities, but the employers still had the right of refusal. They still had the right to not hire you, to discriminate against you on the basis of race. Their property rights as owners were given precedence over the right of those returning GIs to have jobs. You couldn't just go to any college if they didn't want to admit you, so people of color were still excluded even after they had served the country in the military. So you had all these programs, Homestead Act, VA, FHA, GI Bill, go all the way back to the head right system, all these things pumping literally hundreds of billions, one might say trillions of dollars worth of wealth into white folks' hands before people of color even got to the starting gate of wealth accumulation by the time the Fair Housing Act came around. And if you know anything about the Fair Housing Act, which wasn't even passed until 1968, you know that for the first 20 years, neither Democrats or Republicans thought it was important to put enforcement mechanisms in. So there weren't even any enforcement mechanisms until 88, right? I mean, so 20 years, it's, it's on the books, but it doesn't mean anything. And even now, we know that there's evidence of discrimination. I'll speak to that in a second. But the point here being, that's why I find it so interesting when those folks in the Tea Parties and all this stuff that are angry about healthcare talk about they want their country back the way it used to be when government was small. What date was that? Because government was never small for white people. Never was it small. Taxes were not lower back in the day. How taxes were, top tax rate in 1958 was 91%. Right? It's less than half that now. Whether you think it should be even lower, let's not pretend that we want to go back to the way it was when taxes were low. Taxes were higher. Government was just as big. And white folks didn't mind it when we were the only ones getting benefits. It's only when people of color started to gain access to other programs, which aren't even as generous as the ones we had access to, that all of a sudden we discovered our inner libertarian.
discovered our inner love of the free market. We didn't care about that before, right? When the New Deal was passed, people of color were excluded from almost all the programs. Social Security for the first 20 years basically excluded eight out of 10 black folk because it said you couldn't get in on Social Security if you were an agricultural laborer or a domestic worker, which was like three quarters, 80% of all black folks in the country. And that was done at the behest of Southern Democrats who made FDR work that into the New Deal legislation in order for them to vote for it. They just want to make sure black folks couldn't get in on the government programs. They didn't mind government programs. They just didn't want people of color getting in on it. Right? So that's the history of how wealth was created and not. That's the legacy that we have inherited.